Hello, and thanks so much for joining me for another episode of Face the Facts with April Moss. Today, we're going to be speaking with uh, the co-founder of usfreedomflyers.org. He's also a commercial airline pilot that has uh, led the charge and the fight against the unconstitutional mandates that the Biden administration continues to put pressure on the airlines and they've filed a lawsuit. We've had uh, him on our show before. Before we get started, I wanna thank my incredible sponsors, mypillow.com. And if you use promo code April at checkout, you'll receive up to 66% off of great quality made in America products. Support my journalism as well as a fantastic patriot, Mike Lindell. And then I also want to thank Dr. Stella Emanuel. She is an America's frontline doctor who provides telehealth services. If you are sick or need medicine, you can always go to drstellamd.com. If you use promo code April in the checkout when you purchase her supplements called Covivites, you'll receive an additional discount. So thank you again to Dr. Stella Manuel and mypillow.com for sponsoring Face the Facts. Well, let's get right into our show today. I want to welcome on to the show, Josh Yoder. Josh, thanks for joining me again. You were just with us a few days ago, and I appreciate you coming back on to Face the Facts. Yeah, thanks for having me on, April. I appreciate it. Well, we're talking today with two more pilots, and these pilots, unfortunately, were injured when they obeyed the rules. They got the vaccine that the airlines were enforcing all of the staff to get right? And um, we're going to talk to two of them today. Uh, Josh, right before we bring them on, do you want to just kind of share a little bit about um, what you're seeing happen within your industry as pilots, you know, say, okay, I'm going to obey the rules. I want to keep my job. I'm going to go ahead and get the vaccine. Um, Just from internal communications within your own union, what are you seeing happen within the airline industry? And through pilots who have gone ahead and gotten the vaccination? Well, what we're, what we're ultimately seeing is that the FAA made a huge mistake by, uh, by approving this vaccine so quickly without doing any long-term studies whatsoever. And the companies made a massive mistake by mandating it. Uh, by mandating it. Uh, they can actually be held uh, criminally liable for doing what they did, uh, mandating vaccines that are emergency use authorization only is in direct violation of Nuremberg Code. And the FAA, we believe, I, I have not been able to prove this yet, but we will be doing so through FOIA requests, is proving that they they violated their own rulemaking procedures. And the fact that they're a self-regulating um, industry or agency, and and they have most likely violated their own rulemaking uh, procedures, this this also could potentially um, have them, uh, you know, incurring criminal liability, mm-hmm. is what attorneys are telling me. So. You know, this is something that we're going to look into, but more importantly, it's the human toll um, that, that's being taken yeah. on these pilots. Uh, we're seeing, you know, multiple deaths. You know, in the case of Will Wolf, he was an American Airlines captain. He he took the jab. He didn't want to do it, but he did it because his employer had mandated it. He felt that he didn't have an option. He told his wife, he said, you know, I, I have to be able to provide for you. He took the jab and, and then he died. Um, and then in the case of, of Cody Flint and Greg Pearson, who we're going to speak to today, you know, they're vaccine injured pilots. And you know they've lost their flight medicals. They're they're unable to also provide for their families and to continue to fly. And, and Cody and Greg are, are just they're just a very small sampling of, of all the stories that we have at U.S. Freedom Flyers. There's many of these people, uh, just not all of them are willing to speak out. Uh, but but sure. the point that we're making today is that is that it is happening, and the companies in the FAA can no longer deny that it's happening. 
Yeah, and before we introduce Cody and Greg, I want to just touch on a few things that some uh, viewers had asked questions of the last time that you and I spoke uh, regarding the different industries that are coming forward with usfreedomflyers.org, because it's not just airlines. Can you speak to uh, you know the different um, people that you're seeing come on board and say, hey, listen, we, we want to get behind what you're doing? Sure, absolutely. Um, as everyone knows, these mandates are affecting people across the board. Uh, we have members of every branch of the military. Uh, we have the trucking industry, uh, sea shipping, over five rail companies, I believe, and mm -hmm. and also you know many concerned citizens, passengers that are joining us. I mean, our, our numbers mm -hmm. are growing daily. We're growing by tens of thousands, and this is predominantly passengers who are who are very concerned about what's happening at the airline industry. You know, they're concerned mm -hmm. about their safety. There's a letter that Lee Dundas put out approximately two weeks ago. Um, putting the FAA and the airline companies on notice, and for anyone that would like to see that letter, all you have to do is is go to um, go to DuckDuckGo and just Google uh, Lee Dundas um, FAA letter, and it'll pop up, and you and you can see mm -hmm. the concerns that are being raised by not just lawyers, but by very heavy hitting doctors. We have Dr. McCullough, uh, Dr. Teresa Long, who's an Army flight surgeon. Uh, there's a second Army flight surgeon, and Dr. Ryan Cole. They're they're all raising the alarm, mm -hmm. saying, "Hey, we have a big problem here." And when the when it's important that the passengers join us and sign up because what they're doing to, to airline crew and all these other companies, they're actually planning to mandate to passengers as well. There's there's mm -hmm. a bill in the house, it's HR 4980, where they're proposing mm -hmm. that they lock you down if you're unvaccinated. You can either arrive or depart a US airport. Yeah, and you know, another thing I, I wanna say too is that just this morning, I'm sure you've seen this, but uh, I'll just, for those who aren't aware, um, the Navy SEALs have been uh, taking the Biden administration to task over the vaccine mandates, and they actually got a favorable outcome uh, that was just announced today. Um, you know, and I wanted to just, I'm gonna pull it up here for a second, but um, you know, they actually, the First Liberty Institute announced that the United States District Court for the Northern District of Texas today issued a preliminary injunction which stops the Department of Defense from punishing military service members who have religious object objections to the vaccine mandate. Um, you know, this is something that I think in 2022, we're going to continue to see the trend of uh, legal battles that we've been fighting in 2021 uh, begin to see the victory. At least that's what we're hoping for, uh, continued victories. And of course, with um, you know putting the FAA on notice, we're really sending the message to all of these corporations that, listen, we're not going to put up with this anymore. Um, so thank you for that. And, and we'll also put a link to that letter that Lee Dundas signed and was also signed by those doctors as well. Well, let's go ahead and bring on Cody and Greg. Cody Flint, welcome to Face the Facts. Thanks so much for being here. And Greg Pearson, honored to have you both today. I wish this was under better circumstances, though. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. So, Cody, uh, we'll start with you first. Tell me a little bit about uh, what happened to you and, and what life looks like now after you've taken the vaccine. Uh, yeah, so my wife and I voluntarily got vaccinated uh, February 1st, 2021. Uh, almost immediately, I developed a severe headache. Kind of thought it was normal, thought it would go away on its own. Um, did office work the next day, and February 3rd, two days after vaccination, I had my first flying job of the year to do. It's supposed to last about three hours. Um, immediately after taking off, I realized it was much more than just a headache. Uh, intense burning in the back of my neck and that was accompanied with tunnel vision 
And mm. like I said, about three hours of flying that day, hour, hour and a half into it, you know, the tunnel vision was getting worse. Pulled my airplane up to turn around and head back home to our, our home base about five, six miles away. And just, I, I go from one second with headache and tunnel vision to the next second, just slumped over my airplane. I can't control my extremities. I couldn't talk shaking uncontrollably nauseous couldn't really tell what the airplane was doing um, as far as mm. its, its attitude and uh, really one of the the last things i remember clearly is seeing our our base runway uh, in the distance and after that you know the guys on the ground explained to me i just kind of landed and just had a blank look on my face and was shaking and they had to help me out of the airplane and i don't remember any of that you didn't have a co-pilot with you that day? No, it's a, I'm an agricultural pilot, so it's a single-seat airplane mm-hmm. by myself. That's my little five-foot-by-five-foot five office I'm in from daylight to a bar. Mm-hmm. Um, usually peaceful, <laughs> but not that day. So, wow. yeah, uh, haven't flown since. Um, had multiple surgeries trying to correct the issues. Just... What are the doctors saying? Are they giving you, are they telling you that they're aware that this was a side effect of the vaccine or are they kind of saying, no, it doesn't have anything to do with the vaccine? They, they, my doctors have told me that it would be laughable for someone to argue that this wasn't from the vaccine because, and Josh knows this and Greg, being pilots, you have to get an FAA medical done every year to keep you you have to have two things you have to have a pilot's license and a medical to accompany the pilot's license that shows you're healthy enough to fly i've had my pilot's license since i was 17 i'm 34 now Mm -hmm. i've got 16 17 years of medicals every year that show i'm perfectly healthy always have been and uh my most recent medical was done 10 days before vaccination that showed you know great blood pressure totally fine totally fine healthy um, so you, I get the vaccine February 1st and two days later, I, I can't even walk or, or hardly even talk. So it's, so what is, what has life been like since then? I mean, now you, <clears throat> you pretty much can't fly and, and what, what, what now is the course of action? Um, do you still receive treatments? Uh, what is the protocol they're putting you on to kind of help alleviate some of these symptoms? I've had two surgeries done, uh, one in March, one in, uh, I was diagnosed with two paralymphatic fistulas, which are essentially inner ears were ruptured. Uh, that's what would happen when I pulled my airplane up to turn around is increase, uh, increased elevated, I mean, elevated intracranial pressure was just, it was just so much on my inner ears that they ruptured. Uh, I had two surgeries to try to correct that damage. I take Diamox, which is a, 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 a really strong diuretic. It's not FAA approved. I've been told there's really no substitute and that I'll, I'll be on that for the rest of my life. And mm-hmm. I've just kind of plateaued. I mean, I'm a little better than before the surgeries, mm-hmm. but no shape to be in an airplane. Sometimes it's still hard to drive. Uh, I've been, I was told by my FAA medical examiner uh, first week of December that I'll, if, if I were to ever be able to renew my medical, it'll be years down the road and I would have to be fully recovered to even attempt to do that. So, you know, that's, that's pretty much, that was pretty much the nail in the coffin for my flying career. Wow. So at this point, what is the next course of action? Are you trying to, um, you know, put forth any legislation or, or litigation towards, um, I know that, I know that, you know, in the eighties, they removed the liability from the pharmaceutical industry, but is there anything else that you can do to receive some assistance here? <clears throat> 
well, for one, I plan on educating as many people as possible, pilots included, uh, just if it can happen to me, it can happen to anybody. And I, I can't stand the thought of this, of, of people willfully succumbing to this like I did. It was a huge mm-hmm. mistake, the biggest mistake I've ever made in my life, and I'll pay for it for the rest of my life. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm a, a part of a organization, react19.org. Uh, okay. I would love for your viewers to go check it out. You can donate there to to help. It, it goes towards research. That's We're really trying to just get doctors on our side to figure out why this is happening to us. Mm-hmm. Um, every doctor and scientist in the world, it seems, is studying COVID and not the vaccine injuries. Also, yeah. I would like your viewers please call your representative and tell them to support HR 3655 and 3656 because the government, they really left us nowhere to go for assistance with this. Uh, Like you mentioned with the blanket immunity that uh, the vaccine manufacturers have that was given to them in the eighties, it was reinforced with the prep act when Pfizer came out with this vaccine Mm -hmm. and you know, because the COVID vaccines are so new, they're not part of the vaccine injury compensation program. That's, that was the trade-off in the eighties was the government started that program that every childhood vaccine that people get the 75 cents of what that vaccine costs goes into this fund to help people that are vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Every vaccine, every medical product <clears throat> has side effects. That's just the fact of it. Uh, yep. With this vaccine, we're forced to go through the countermeasure injury compensation program that has a 6% acceptance rate. I submitted my claim in April. Now they have, they've hired out their phone call duties to some out of state company. It's not even possible to talk to someone. I think it only has four employees. Um, It's a joke of a program. It was never designed to help people. It's just a legal loophole. So, and the HR 3655 and 3656 streamline the process of getting vaccines pulled from that countermeasure injury compensation program and move to the much larger and much more fair vaccine injury compensation program. Wow. Well, listen, we I'm really glad that you gave us this uh, website to go to, react19.org. Again, I, I really, and I'm on top of all of this, but I didn't even know that this was um, this was a resource for people. So thank you for that. I will absolutely be including this. I cover a lot of uh you know, COVID stories all the time. So I appreciate you um, sharing, you know, that information with everybody. And certainly we wish you all the best. I want to put it over to Greg now. Greg, welcome and thank you for joining us. Um, I would love to hear your story. Yeah, again, thank you for having me on to tell it. And uh, my story began at the end of August. Uh, again, stall my intuition, my gut to uh, to go get the vaccine. It's not something that I, I wanted to do at all. <clears throat> and uh, faithfully, I did um, receive the vaccine uh, morning of August 25th. 15 hours later, I woke up with an extremely irregular heartbeat, basically put on a heart rate monitor and watched it fluctuate between uh, you know 70 and 180 beats per minute. So I went back to the ER and... Uh, where, where I received the vaccine and, and they quickly <clears throat> determined I was in atrial fibrillation. Immediately lost my medical. Uh, I've done most of the testing, the FA required protocols. Uh, I've met pretty much everything. I have to do a sleep study test shortly, but uh, I've su- successfully gone through everything, but uh, it's impacted me dramatically and my family. Um, nothing as bad as Cody, and, and I'm grateful that I'm still here to tell my story and uh, haven't succumbed to this like 
unfortunately other people have <laughs> but uh yeah it's been a huge financial impact and the emotional impact for for myself and my family and uh you know it's not a hundred percent sure that I'll, I'll get my medical and uh, be able to go back and fly uh, it looks like it but um, right now my mission is just to like Cody said, kind of educate and, and to spread the word. I'm a member of the Airline Pilot Association. It's the largest pilot association in the world. It's uh, over 60,000 members. And um, recently I've gotten uh, a high level uh, national aeromedical advocate inside the union that that has stated that he's willing to help uh, try to get 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 it up to the national level the the union itself at the at the highest levels is basically mm -hmm. denying that this is happening um to, to that was my so, next question mm -hmm. yeah there's they told they, they said uh oh there's like five documented cases and so i i had suggested that we do a, a unidentifiable survey of the whole membership so that you know as, as josh said earlier people are afraid to come forward. So my, my goal was to get everybody, if, if there was no fear of, of somebody coming back and you know, you, you losing your medical or your job or whatever, they, they could come out and there would be no jeopardy. They could fill out a survey. They could say, Hey, this, this is what's happened to me. And these are people that I know of that have happened to maybe guys have gone to work with, with issues, with symptoms of, of this. So they've indicated that they're willing to, to do that. Uh, but they, they were asking me to do some of the legwork, um, basically to provide, I, I just, um, sent in a, a report yesterday to them and they want me to provide maybe 10 other guys that, uh, you know, they, they don't have to give their names or anything, but basically it's like, you're basically filling out like a, a VAERS report and then we submit mm -hmm. it and, uh, and hopefully we can get this to come out. Um, uh, you know, at least somebody's willing at this point to, to say that they try, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see mm -hmm. down the road shortly, hopefully. Well, Greg, what is the general consensus among the other pilots that you're friends with, you know, when they hear about your story, is it, are they open to receiving the, you know, the information of just, you know, hey, listen, this is what happened to me, or are they kind of, you know, have their blinders on with this? No, everybody's extremely, um, that everybody wants to hear about it. Um, every, yeah. almost everybody that I know, um, has, has friends and everybody's has stories and, you know, in, internal from our own airlines and from other airlines, <clears throat> the support has been huge. Um, because I, I'm surprised that I'm one of a few major airline guys that's coming out and, and saying anything <clears throat> because people just don't, don't want the exposure you know they're they're and they're, they're just really fearful of, of what's going to happen to them and you know I've, I've had that that same thoughts across my mind you know what what is going to eventually happen to me and you know am i going to get canceled out in some way am i going to you know is the mm -hmm. fa going to prohibit me from getting a medical back by by speaking out against them um, mm -hmm. but you know it's 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 it is a duty you know i i i, I have to do this i have, I have a young child uh, you know, and where she goes to school, they're, they're going to mandate, um, as soon as it comes out of emergency use that she can't go to public or private school. This is how it all started for me, but you know, it's, it, it's, it's, if I can save one life or help one person, you know, I have to do it. Everybody has to do this. And so I commend that's, that's you for that. Mission. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. And, and, and you're exactly right. And I think that this is why, uh, you know, we're seeing just a huge influx of people flocking to 
independent media and other media sources like Real America's Voice who are not afraid to, to put this information out there um, because people are recognizing and talking, just as you said, you know, talking to family members and friends and they're hearing all this information, but it's not being put out there on the mainstream media. And so you have a whole group of people that say, listen, we want to get to the bottom of this. We want to, we want to hear the truth behind this. So I, I applaud you both Cody and Greg for coming forward and speaking about your experiences. And Cody, you know, you're, I think you're, you have a very unique situation is that you voluntarily got this. There was nobody pressuring you to get this. So it's not like you're an anti-vaxxer. You thought that, I'm sure you thought that, you know, listen, I'm going to do society a favor and, and hopefully we'll get out of this, you know, lockdowns and things like that if we all come together and do this. Would, would that be correct? Is that what your thinking was that day? I was naive and bought into the this false narrative. It's, you know, and it, as I just said, it was the Lord, the biggest mistake of my life. Uh, I'm, I really would like people to just sit back, think about your own situation, your own family and do what's best for you. I'm losing everything I have because of it. It's it's not the end of the world. I wake up and tell my wife every day, uh, you know, me, her, both of our kids, we're, we're all still alive. We'll get through this. Mm -hmm. It's not the end of the world. Uh, you know, it, I just hate to see fellow Americans go through this and because it, because they're uneducated, they, yeah. and it's not their fault. It's just what they're fed. It's just constant uh, mistruths and, and pushing a, a false narrative. Yeah. Uh, this is happening at so much of a larger scale than people realize. And I'm, I'm not willing to stop until people hear about it. Well, I commend you for your bravery and for, for coming forward and just being transparent with people. And uh, thank you both so much. Josh, do you have anything you'd like to say closing before we go today? Well, yeah, I would just like to thank, you know, Greg and, and Cody for speaking out. They're making such a difference for so many people, you know, putting them out on the, on the national stage and allowing them to tell their stories. Like you're really, you're, you're helping a lot of people by doing that. And thank you. And, and like Greg said, now, you know, the, the unions are complicit in this. You know, they've had this information. We've sent them so much information and told them, hey, listen, this is going on. And we've just been shut down, been shut down over and over again. Well, they can no longer they can no longer deny this. And they have not been representing their unvaccinated pilots. And this is something, you know, they have a duty to fair representation to all pilots. And I think what you're going to see coming out in the future, I know there's already currently people working on it, is going to be lawsuits against the unions for, you know, for failing their duty of fair representation to all members. Um, they're complicit in this, along with the companies and the FAA. And what we're what we're absolutely committed to doing is to holding all parties responsible, uh, holding them accountable, and bringing the appropriate charges and making sure that this doesn't happen again. Absolutely. Well, thank you again, Josh, Cody, Greg. You guys are amazing. Uh, thank you so much for being here today and joining us on Face the Facts and Real America's Voice. God bless you all. And uh, Josh, I know that we'll be in touch as things develop in the next couple of weeks. And, um, you know, looking forward to hearing some updates and some positive news coming forward. Absolutely. Thank you so well, much. Can April. I say one more thing? Yes, please. Yeah, um, I just got a, a message from a, a radio talk show producer yesterday, and she told me that uh, that the FAA has shut down their phone lines, that they're no longer accepting phone calls, complaints, um, that they only want emails. And so it, it appears that we're having okay. an impact that they've gotten so many calls complaining uh, about Lee, you know, mostly to do with Lee Dundas's letter to the FAA and the airlines mm -hmm. and everything. So, 
you know, it, it appears that we're starting to have a, an impact and, and they're shutting down. So um, everybody just keep flooding everywhere you can, you know, tell, just get the story yes. out, let everybody know that, you know, that's, that's the most important thing right now. Thank you for that, Greg. And Josh, do we have an email for the FAA or I can just pull it up on the website? Yeah, you, you okay. can pull it. You, you can pull it up on the website, and, and I can actually send it to you after we get off okay, the show great. here. But yes, this this is critically important. Um, everyone should should come to your show. They should download the letter, email mm -hmm. that to the FAA, and demand answers. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the passengers that make the biggest difference here. There's a lot more of you than there are of us. Email mm -hmm. the FAA with that letter and tell them that you, as a passenger, demand an answer to what's going on. Um, something else that you can do is if you're on social media, the FAA mm -hmm. is also on social media under the Federal Aviation Administration. You can find them on Facebook. Uh, so that's a really great place to go awesome. and you can shame them publicly and you can also attach the the letter in, in messenger and you can message them and, and demand answers but but what greg said is absolutely true um there was a huge push for passengers to call the faa and that was successful for a few days until they figured out what was going on and they they shut down the phone lines um so your voice is being heard understand that, that they know that they're in the wrong here and if i had to guess i would say they're they're probably scrambling behind the scenes right now to to figure out how to dig themselves out from under this um, you know, massive calamity that, they, that they're causing people. Well, good. And I hope that that causes them to have to come full, full frontal and full face with what's going on right now and, uh, and you know, doing what's best for their own pilots and, um, and for passengers as well. I mean, Cody, just your story alone. I mean, you flying solo, what if you had been flying, you know, with passengers on your plane, right? I mean, I know you're an agricultural pilot, but still, like, we're, we're talking about this could have happened to any pilot. We already know cases that Josh has mentioned before of pilots in flight and becoming completely incapacitated and the co-pilot needs to take over. Um, so this is, this is a, a critical issue that needs to be solved for public safety. Absolutely. It's, uh, I think about that daily you know, if, what was about to happen to me, um, mm -hmm. at best, it would have been just me. You know, if I could mm -hmm. have avoided houses, cars, it would have been just me. I'm, I'm scared to death that it's going to take someone in Josh or Greg's profession, airline pilot, to experience what I experienced. Um, and really, really something tragic happened for, for the FAA and for just people in general to wake up to this. Pilots are just in a different situation, more predisposed to blood clots. And, you know, just from the nature of the job, this vaccine is not a one size fits all, but it's being applied that way. And, and it's going to have severe consequences. And I, I just hope we don't have to make it to that point to where you, you start seeing the news cycle, you know, major airline crash, yeah. these sorts of things. That's why it really, like, as Josh said, it, it rests in the passenger's hands. It's a whole lot more of them than it is of us. That's where the buck stops is with the passenger. You know, I, I want them educated as much as possible. Absolutely. Well, we're doing our best to get the word out. We appreciate you all. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. God bless. God bless you. Thank you. All right. All right.